All right, boys, gays, and everything in between, however you identify, you know you're all welcome here. Again, I'm looking at, well, I think I'm two in now, so that can only mean one thing. It's another episode of Who That Rises Up, Sports Talk with a Gay Twist. Uh, we are back. We had a small hiatus because uh, my good sister Claire had a death in the family. But it sounds like they're already back to their same old shenanigans. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. For, our, for the white people who are in our listening audience, um, funerals usually bring out the worst of like our blackness. <laughs> I mean, dig it up. <laughs> I mean, dig it the fuck up. Oh. So, Jesus. <laughs> uh, Glenn and I were talking before we got on, uh, we started <laughs> recording, and I, I just had to let him have a few moments to tell this story. <laughs> uh, so, well, first of all, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Can I do have a small surprise? We've reached 300 listeners, by the way. Um I checked on the anchor, but I don't know if you can do it. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, we've reached 300 listeners at one point. I don't know if you knew that. No, I did not know that. So we've reached 300 listeners. So first of all, it does feel good to be back, but thanks to everyone that listens to us, Tom Foolery, the foolishness and this whole gayness that we do every week. Um, a whole lot of <laughs> yeah. Um, second of all, thank you everyone. I am back, but yes. Uh, so recently, so Black funerals are a lot different than white funerals. I will always say that. Um, there's never been no bones about it. White folks, y'all down on Thursdays to Saturday morning, y'all in the ground. Right. Um, <laughs> 48 hours, bitch. We ain't got time to play. Shut For this real. shit up. Let's Run me my chat. ticket right now. Otherwise, you're going to miss. Look, you're going to miss. I'm Mabel going to ground, honey. That's very fucking simple. <laughs> I don't know tell you. Black folks. Ugh. You die Thursday, let it be August 1st, bitch. You are subject to go on the ground by the 30th. <laughs> Your job expecting you on bereavement around the 5th or the 6th, you still holding off the fuck. Um, anyhow, so we went to said funeral home, and I was with my mother and my grandmother, who was my great-grandmother's second child, and, you know, being there for the family and this and whatnot. And so my grandmother's two of 19 children, of course, back in the 1920s and 30s, apparently that's all you had to do. Um, so anyhow, we're sitting there and my grandmother's sister, who we don't really speak to and neither does she. Um, <laughs> first of all, the funeral was $17,500. I had my exact words to my mother as I leaned over and said, who the fuck are we burying? <laughs> I mean, I know it's my great grandma. Oh, she's 97. I get it, but really? Um, and then out my cousin and my great aunt's mouth is, we're going to do a crowning. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I didn't know what that was. Apparently, no one else did in the room except for the people who mentioned it. Now, I've I'm going to heard of that. Right, so mm-hmm. I can't, you know, I've, I've never heard of that before. Well, out of my cousin's mouth, who has delusions of grandeur with Project Money, um, <laughs> she goes, oh, I saw it on Facebook. Of course the fuck you did. Uh, <laughs> of course the fuck you did. So then she goes, so what happens is we walk the, so the, the, the literal sense is you, you know, the crown that you're wearing here in, in this earth, we put it in your coffin so that you may wear it in the next. Huh. So after we discussed this and my grandma said, 
Well, what the, who the fuck is that? What are we doing? <laughs> I recommended to tell her shit. So it they put it in on your head during the service. It's a different procession. And then once the casket is now closed, they take it out, put it on your side. So, ladies and gentlemen, you are not even wearing this thing when you get to the upper room. You are not wearing it, period, at this point. Said crown is now $1,500, not repeat. <laughs> Who the fuck are we burying? <laughs> So my grandmother, who is 79, and Kenny can tell you, he's met my grandmother. Mm-hmm. She's the woman on. that mixes, right, that mixes <laughs> no words. She says nothing. She says nothing that she don't mean. And her daughter, who is my mama, my mama leans over to me and she says, see, that's the bullshit right there. <laughs> I said, and my grandmother then commences to follow with, I wish a motherfucker would. So, ladies and gentlemen, I I tend to say the funeral is this Saturday at nine o'clock. I will keep you posted on how it went. Least to say, black folks don't do funerals very well because they go to cussing and hollering and screaming and all of that other non necessary shit that goes on. I'd like to I'd like to point out for the listeners that all of this has happened before the funeral's even begun. Yes, <laughs> we've not even put on good pair of clothes. <laughs> we've not even made it to the and so then. <laughs> Sidebars, my grandmother, they told my grandma, you know, you're riding the limo with us. My grandma said, I'm not doing that. I don't want to. <laughs> I said, well, grandma, you are one of her daughters and out of my grandmother's mouth to heaven up above. She said, I don't give a fuck. I said, well, that's the end of that conversation. <laughs> my mother even no longer had that conversation with us. She said, well, I'm just not going to ask. I said, well, girl, I, I understand. I just, we were just saying that is your mama. She didn't care. So... <laughs> So once Ernestine says she's not doing something, we don't. We tend to not bring it up again. She'll <laughs> not repeat. I don't. Really, I didn't say nothing else. I'm just look. I think my job says, "Bitch, when you going on bereavement?" Is the question because you got five days that we got to schedule you out. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I said, I started on Friday, but anyhow. So yes, we. It's a, it's gonna be a long weekend, but I will be. In and out, and we will do our thing. Um, but also, with that being said, we've had a very interesting week between the Olympics getting ready to come to a, a close. Uh, yes, the NBA free agency has started, so we do have a lot to get discussed. So I'm going to jump right into it with one of my favorite, and I'm actually going to say I'm actually proud of the Olympics going off without the hitch that you know the hitches that the Chinese folks or whatever they are decided to say in the beginning. Um, we've managed to get some greats in there. Um, one of them being uh, one of my favorite daddies of the week. And we're going to start there just because I feel like it. Why not? But I'm laughing at you because they're clearly in Tokyo. Those are Japanese people. <laughs> uh-uh, shit. Uh-huh. Two drinks then. Okay. <laughs> you know, we'll go, high, we'll go there. I was like, I'm sorry, but that felt a little racist. <laughs> a smidget. Sorry. Just a tad, just a tad, just a tad bit. Don't judge me. Do you listen, honey? Uh, <laughs> anyhow, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the U.S. men's volleyball team, Mitch Stahl, and ladies and gentlemen, and gays, gays personally. I want you yeah, to look this, this young gentleman up, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one's for this one's for the for for the gays. Like I think look y'all this young man up, happy. So about earlier this week, I think. Or last week, maybe. My sister sent me 
bitch, did you see Mitch Stahl? And I said, well, first of all, who is that bitch? He said a U.S. men's volleyball team. I looked him up, and the first picture that comes up was him jumping up, raising. He had his hand to defend the ball, and he had this beard that almost could touch Jesus. I said, well, oh. Just so happens that when he sent it, they were playing that night, so I couldn't be nothing but glued to the TV, and all the fuck I was looking for was him. <laughs> baby, baby, baby. He's a very I forgot good how he was married. He's a very good-looking man. He is, so, and he was digging so and jumping on the ground and shit. And I saw it. Was, I thought he was trying to get to me. He was running after me. I felt like it. Listen, in my mind, he was because I was. <laughs> let I me said, tell God you, damn, he fine. I was sitting here because you know, like like a lot of sports fans, you know, I I can pretty much just sit there and I'm working. I've been binge watching Olympics for like since for every day, and right. so whatever sport this happens to be on, more than likely I can probably watch it and get into it. And so it happened to be the men's volleyball um, indoor that was going on. I'm paying attention because it's actually a very good game. Actually, both the men's and women's volleyball was very they, dramatic. I, I enjoyed they, they have both. been. They've been very, very yeah. good. Yeah, I've been enjoying watching both, both, but they were playing Brazil, and um, which is uh, which <laughs> Brazil, I, I want to say, is defending champions from Rio. They are. Um, yeah, they're defending uh, champions for real. So it was, I mean, it was a very good game. And, like, you know, the U.S. was trying their best to stay in it. Um, but anywho, that lumberjack came across the screen. I was like, who the fuck is that? And I immediately picked up my phone and texted my sister. I was like, listen, I don't know who he is, but if it snows tonight, he's going on my tires. <laughs> right. Listen. Listen, children. I... I watched, even when they got sent home, I said, Ooh, baby, come home and hug me. I got you. Don't you worry about a thing. And he's now also the background on my phone. <laughs> that man, listen, children. And my sister can tell you, he is right up my alley, my driveway, my passion fruit. Mm-hmm. Listen, 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 listen. You and apparently, he has been on the U.S. men's volleyball team for the last three Olympics. This is his fourth. Um, I can we can play Olympics. I bitch, I can be whatever sport he need me to be, Jesus. Lord, I can. <laughs> we can play volleyball, we can track and field. He can even chase me around the house, bitch. It don't matter. <laughs> and I want to say he's like six eight, so you're gonna have to like run fast because you got a long reach. Don't worry about it. I, I, I'm gonna run out. Look, I ooh, ooh, don't catch me. Ooh, catch me. Dude, don't catch your eye that bitch, honey. You don't worry about a thing, honey. If he say, if they say Mitch Stahl kidnapped me, don't look for me, bitch. Don't you call me. <laughs> don't ring that man phone. Look, don't you call my phone. Why look? Why 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 my sister on Facebook posing this shit, girl? Be quiet, honey. Just <laughs> tell nobody, honey. That's a man there. That is a man. Yeah. I sure hope he. I'm gonna watch the. I'm gonna, anytime. I'm about to start looking up. Uh, uh, the one thing they got Olympic, uh, not Olympic, but men's volleyball. Do they play somewhere else on TV? What else they do? Because bitch, I'm gonna have to start uh, subscribing to something else that I paid nine thousand subscriptions for. Because whatever What's he on that, TV, have, uh, you know they have the world championships every year. Oh, good. Because they're about to watch that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm only watching for him, but I'm just. I'm gonna watch that. How old is this man? To make sure I'm. We well, not about to be robbing the crater. Well, I mean, you say he's been at three Olympics, so yeah. Like, so yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm assuming he's got to be in his close to mid thirties at the late at the least. I'm about to find out right now. You ain't missing a beat, honey. We about to be we about to make babies. <laughs> oh, Lord. he is. Well, actually, he's only bitchy twenty six. 
Really? Yeah, girl. Yeah, girl. Oh, he missed the last three Olympics. He must be. Oh, so he's super talented then. If he started, started when he was like, what, 16, 17? Is it? We must have got it wrong. Maybe he was like, he could have been the last three. He's had to been at the last two. I'm sorry. This will make his third. That's still very impressive. I mean, he still had to been on the team. When he he's was a middle team. blocker. He's American. And according to this, ain't got no personal life. So I'm fine with that too. <laughs> going to wikipedia ain't got no wife and no girlfriend so don't you worry about it i'm on the way honey um trying to bring them out right wrap on your wind lift the children <laughs> guess i'm moving to pennsylvania <laughs> come back to me that's what i'm gonna i'm moving to pennsylvania children it's gonna be cold as shit but i got this Listen, I got this high. That's love. <laughs> Listen, Cole and all. Um, speaking of Cole, my next baby daddy, who who I've watched swim, and I didn't. First of all, all I stayed at was his tattoo on his chest. I didn't really think about very much after that. And then I watched him cry, and I just wanted to hold him. And then I actually watched him swim. I couldn't. I, I you know, I had to pay attention to the other shit first. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is touted as the next Michael Phelps. Now, I don't know how that could be, but for the I can game, tell you how. <laughs> huh? I can tell you how. Yeah, he's five, he's five and zero oh in gold medals in every race that he's had so far in this. Uh huh. And <laughs> later, we were talking about the Olympic swimmer, five-time gold medalist, um, Caleb Dressel. Um, you know, the moment for me is when his, he was crying and shit and he had his wife, his little wife was blonde hair. I said, of course she blonde hair and blue eyed bitch. Um, <laughs> uh, tired of all these white men getting all these blonde hair. Blue. Never mind. Anyhow, my passion fruit started to leak when he started to cry. And that, that's an emotional man. You know, he cries and stuff. Um, anyhow, I watched him race. And first of all, all that body and all that, I said, yeah, I just want to see the draws he got out of it. And that's popular too. For the gay, so you straight folks, don't worry about it. It's okay. You, he was an Olympic swimmer and he's cute. Gay, <laughs> he started crying. And he had the, he was swimming and he ran the race. He ran the hundred meter and then he's like I said. And then we know where they sit on top that little thing that separates the water and the lanes. Mm-hmm. I was praying that was my face, but <laughs> listen, it's part of a gay show. Calm down. It's time to work. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. I mean, we did put in the title, so I suppose. Yeah, just as <laughs> straight folk that listen, it's quite all right. Uh, but I, this is his first Olympics, Kenny. Uh, yes. Is this his yes. first one? Yes. I do think that, like I said, we are looking at the next because he is he's not trained by Michael Phelps, but he always he's in the same building because his trainer goes there as well. Yeah. So I do. I look forward to him in 2024 in Paris and 2028 in L.A., uh, which would be a great time. So and he I definitely think he'll be back for many, many more. Uh, Which one? Paris or L.A.? L.A., of course. Yeah, good girl. Go to Paris. I might not come home. Um, L.A. sounds like a more feasible choice. (laughs) Look, that's not like a more feasible choice, sis. Um, and I thought of that too. I'm okay with going to LA. You know, I get to run around, then go to the gay bars, and some of the Olympic men may run out and want to hold my hand. 
Um, sorry, husband. That's just that's just the truth. Um, last but certainly not least, and this is not a baby daddy, but she is one of my favorites in the gymnast arena. After watching her this week, um, all of last week, and once Simone Biles stepped down, um, you know, one would think that, hey, listen, who do we have left? Who's going to rise up to the challenge and maybe take over, not take over, but kind of run into that spot of being great? Uh, this young lady did that for me. Um, and she did it with poise, with grace. And she did it with her teammate right by her side, watching her every step of the move. And I'm talking about Suni Lee. Yeah. Uh, she was absolutely amazing. She even took home an individual medal. I think it was in vault, if I'm not mistaken. Was it in vault uh, or uneven bar? Was it uneven? I know in the all around, she took home gold, which was. She took home gold she won by, yes. Yes. And, you know, in the last four Olympics, it has been All-American women who has done that. Simone Biles, Gabby Dawson, Suni Lee, um, uh, Nastia Lumpkin. All of those girls have taken home the gold in the individual run, the last set of Olympics. So that's been an amazing feat. But for her to step in, in the spot that we all knew that Simone Biles was due to being, she had qualified for the All-Around. But she stepped up and beat also one of the best gymnasts um, um, and Ramona Andrade Andrade today in Brazil, so that made me very very happy. Yeah, no, it's like yeah, she like she definitely stepped up in a big way, and I'm I'm just really happy for this young lady. Um, but to answer your question, yes, she did. Wait, no, let's see here. She's all around. She won the uh, all around champion, of course. Team silver, of course. Uneven bars, bronze. And she's advancing to the balance being final, so she may have won that today, or the okay, other. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, perfect. So we, I, I definitely, I look forward to see what she's got going on. But I'm very impressed with her, um, of what she has had going on, and it's just been a pleasure to watch. Um, just to, she's gonna be around too because she's only 18 oh, years yeah. old. <laughs> How old is she? This chick is 18 years old. Oh, we'll see her in four years. Definitely, yeah. we'll see her hopefully in four years. Yeah, she'll be um, in Paris. God, you know, God willing, she'll be there. Absolutely. So, with those girls, and I will say to all of the U.S. girls, you guys did your thing in spite of the adversity. And in Simone Biles, my queen, you did exactly what you were supposed to do. Yeah, and that's taking care of you. What, you know what? Like you know, and <clears throat> yeah, I was going to make, I was going to have her be a part of my rant later on in the show. But I felt like that was low hanging fruit, and I feel like that has been discussed like uh, ad nauseum at this point. So I just didn't want to continue focusing on a negative. But I will say that, besides the fact that she is the greatest to ever do what she does, I am so proud of her to have the courage to look out for herself and her health and her well being in the face of incredible pressure that she faces. And I just can't imagine being a young woman at her age and having so much put on her and, and asked of her and expected of her and, and, and knowing the backlash. She had to have known the backlash that was going to come from the decision that she made and still was able to stand, stand up and say, I need to take care of my mental health and take care exactly. of myself and still do it. 
I think that it, I think I think it's remarkable. She can do no wrong in my book. One hundred percent has my support. Fuck Pierce Morgan. Fuck anybody else that has anything to say about it because they've never been the best at anything ever in their fucking life. And you know, I just I I love her. I love her. And Absolutely. Congratulations for being able to come back and win a bronze in the in the balance beam. And she said, and the one thing she said in her, um, <clears throat> excuse me, in her in her interview after she won, and she said, "I did this for me. I didn't even expect to medal. I did this for me." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So more power to her. You did this mm -hmm. exactly for you, and that's why we love you. You chose your mental health and your state of being over anything else. Fuck everybody else is what I say. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So. Absolutely. To those girls and to the to the Olympians who have won in the USA, congratulations. Um, now on to some fun shit, baby, baby, baby. The NBA free agency has started. And when I tell you, hoes have been jumping teams left and right like it's part of like it's part of the, uh, the candy lane. Let me buy this. Let me get this. Let me do that. So it's like a goddamn like, yeah, like auction out there. Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I said, well, what? And it was like a flurry of it on day one and day two. Let me start with Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns. Mm -hmm. I kind of have mixed feelings about this. Okay. I I'm proud of him. I am. But do I think it was worth the money and that new four-year deal? Eh, I'm not sure yet. Here's why. Okay. I love Chris Paul as a person. I was rooting for him. He holds that veteran. He holds that young team together. But we're, what, 35 now? 33? Mm. We're getting old. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I, I've kind of made my, my thoughts on this one clear along. I mean, he, he basically made his decision, or at least made it clear. And you know what? I will never say or have an opinion against somebody that goes against their money and, and demands what they're worth. I get it. However, the formula is pretty clear. And you look at champions who are repeat champions that are consistent champions. Um, they frankly make their money. And then after they have their money, they realize that, hey, I can take a pay cut to make sure that the team is able to pay to have role players around me right. so that we can be consistent winners and make runs at championships. That's the secret sauce. I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of clear, but in the same vein, I can't, I can't knock anybody for going and, and demanding what they're worth. But in the same vein, you also, I mean, that comes with the consequence. Um, it's like there's that's the reason why Tom Brady is who Tom Brady is. Tom Brady would have all them damn rings if he demanded the money that he deserved. No, absolutely not. Period. Like he wouldn't. It's like it's not even it's not even a question. Even even LeBron James does not take like what he one hundred percent deserves. Like it's just it's kind of the it you know, this it's a thing. And we're over like four years too for somebody who already is injury prone. I, I just, you know, I don't know. I, I, I yeah, get it. You I see it, it. 
Yeah, I get it. I see it. They may need to add like one more veteran or somebody to take some of the pressure off of him. Um, he's, you know, his time management. I don't know what it is, but I'll just know that like as much as I've become a fan of CP3, especially through this past off season, um, the writing's on the wall. We got the results from the experiment. And he just like he he is prone to be injured. It just is what it is. And I don't you can't trust him to be available. No, and that's where I am. I'm just like you're you're I feel like after a good spurt in the finals, the gas ran out of him completely. It was like, okay, went down ten points one night, then I went did another twenty. But I just feel like there's there's when I feel like it's on the line that Chris Paul ain't the man you want. And I know I love him. I think he's a great person, but I just that four years at a hundred and some of it, it, it was a lot. Yeah, it was it, it was a lot, but I also felt like, you know, I mean, I think the Suns were stuck between a rock and a hard place because they couldn't let him go. Right. Like, like they were that that just wasn't gonna happen. Like he's won a special place in the heart of that city. And so the real question just became like it really just became, you know, are you going to take the bag or are you going to invest in your legacy? And I think he took the bag. Yeah, that part right there. There it is. <laughs> that part right there. And I'm not, look, I can't even knock it. You are absolutely right. Mm-hmm. So, also, uh, Kyle Lowry, who signed with the Miami Heat, mm-hmm. Swag Daddy did it again. Of course. Uh, Swag did Daddy did it again. Anything less? Did you expect Swag Daddy Pat Riley to do anything less? <laughs> no, I didn't. I really, really didn't. I, I, I thought that maybe you know, he would consider other options, but to be inside of a room with um, Swag Daddy, Jimmy Butler, Adebayo, no, I didn't see that going any other way, to be honest with you. And, you know, I don't think that Miami is too far from being a real contender in the East. First of all, the East is going to be fucking packed next year. Yeah, good luck to that. Like, between, my, you know, between Miami, you got Brooklyn, like, you got you, Milwaukee's still going to be a factor. Um, you know, Boston allegedly, you know, they're still, you know, at least in the conversation. Um, the 76ers, you still have to consider them. Um, uh, yeah, now the East is going to be packed. Now, emphasis on the fact that I did not mention uh, the Atlanta Hawks yet. Um, True. I, still think, I still think they're unproven. Um, but it would be really, really exciting to see them make some moves to kind of sure up that uh that defense maybe add a, maybe add a, a a wing player um because i mean the guard play has been very good but no the east is going to be very exciting speaking of the east the chicago bulls adding lonzo ball and demar derozan yeah. i'm surprised that the pelicans let lonzo ball go i thought they had a good thing going on I thought and they had a way to with Willie Green as the new head coach and a player development that Willie Green does. I'm surprised at that too. Yeah, I feel like I was I was impressed by the steps forward I saw in Lonzo Ball's. First of all, he has taken a momentous steps in forward in his three point shooting. Um, that's something that I was reading an article today. Where they pointed out they were like, "Hey, by the way, just in case you didn't realize it, Lonzo Ball had more three pointers this year than uh, Trey Young." Yep. Yeah, like he, like I, I, I felt that he stepped up in that department. 
You could tell he's worked on his athleticism because his defense has improved. And I thought that there was good chemistry between him and Zion Williamson. Like, you know, I thought they had a good young base there. So I was a bit surprised that they that that that, that trade went down. Yeah, I just and they gave him an extension after that. They gave him a they gave him an extension after that. And then so I I mean with Nikolai Vucevic and um, the Chicago looks a bit healthy. They do. They do. And I think Nikola Vucevic is like, I think he's been a bit of an underrated big for a while. Um, he I may think not he has a new, has a, he has a new, that new home in a full season in Chicago. They might be able to make some noise. Maybe. I think so. He's been buried. I mean, Vucevic has been buried in Orlando for long enough. So he's probably like good and happy to be out of there. So. Oh yeah. In a new spot too. Absolutely. No offense to our, you know, our Orlando listeners and magic fans, but I mean, come on, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, it was the Orlando Magic. The Magic looked like it has run out. <laughs> I hope the new coach can do something, but the Magic like they need a whole rebuild, a snap down, a tear apart. They Shit, they've been rebuilding since fucking Shaq left. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Oh no, they had that. They had no. They had that run with Dwight Howard. Like, let me not take that away from him. But yeah, ever since then. Speaking of which. Dwight Howard has re-signed with the L.A. Lakers. Huh. I've just been in one season away. I mean, they literally pay him, like, chewing gum. Kibbles and bits. Kibbles and bits. They pay him chewing gum and and dust. Like, it's not hurting him to have him on the roster. He knows knows that he's a dinosaur. It's fine. He didn't do shit when he was supposed to. True. Now, I don't know how you get past <laughs> talking about them and fucking Russell Westbrook to the Lakers. Oh, Let's no, that was my that. next. That was okay. my next dog. Because that threw me. And if, you know, for our listeners, especially if we're blessed to have anybody that, that follows this show consistently, you know that Russell Westbrook and I do not see eye to eye, and I've never been a believer. Um, and so I was quite surprised that or that this trade was made. However, I do think that this has a possibility to work, but the question remains, and I think this is what you were going to get to, or maybe should, should I wait for the questions? Oh, it oh, was okay. next. So Because okay. that one question, I'll throw into it right now. So, okay. This question is from Bobby from Indianapolis. Bobby asks, now that we've had some free agency moves, we're about five days in, are the Lakers getting too old? Would you like me to jump in? Go ahead. The answer is yes, emphatically. However, however, um, that is part, I think, of their strategy. Because there, it's not lost on them that LeBron James is here for the now. He's not here right. for the future. So they're not interested in bringing in players that need to develop or things of that nature. They're interested in basically surrounding their new big three, Anthony Davis, of course, Russell Westbrook, and LeBron James with shooters. Because, of course, you've got Russell Westbrook, who is, you know, he's going to collapse defenses. 
LeBron is going to do his 29, 11, 10, his triple double every, like every night when he chooses to. That's just what he does. Like he's when he, when he's a player, when you're a great player, you just expect them. They're going to get what they're going to get. And then everything else you just kind of put into place. I still don't trust Anthony Davis. Who knows if he's going to come in like in shape this year? I surprised. I mean, excuse me. I surmise that LeBron James definitely had a heart to heart with him and sat down and said, "Look here, <laughs> <laughs> look, listen here, Thickums. Let me tell you something. What you're not going to do is come up in this motherfucker out of shape again and ruin my championship run. Well, maybe one of my one of last few championship hopes. <laughs> I was like, so. There would be a trainer knocking at your door tomorrow at six o'clock. You better answer. Right. Get your bad ass up and run. <laughs> but you um, ain't did shit. Right, exactly. So I'm actually uh, I've never said this before, but I'm actually somewhat I'm I actually somewhat interested in this move. And I can tell you it's the first time there's been a Russell Westbrook move that I've actually been like, okay, let's see, let's see how this goes. Cause every other one, I was like, Oh, this is a dumpster fire. And I have not been wrong. So yeah. Uh, th- so the answer to your question, yes, they are getting too old, but also what you will see is um, regardless win or lose, if they happen to take this team all the way to the finals and to a championship, they're going to dismantle it. If they flame out in fabulous fashion, they're gonna dismantle, they're gonna dismantle it. <laughs> if they, you know, if they, you know, they make a that's the genie bus way though. That's it. Exactly. Like, and she, it's going. She gonna ride that motherfucker till the wheels fall off. And 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 the wheels will fall off at the end of the season. Like no, like, I'm oh, telling you, like, they're, they're, they will they will do this again next year. They'll do whatever it takes to keep LeBron happy. Um and. But like you say, so so I think that, I, but I think what you're seeing is the same thing that I'm seeing, is that they are, they are a little long in the tooth, and so what they probably need to, they probably have to be very aware that, you know, the uh, Phoenix is still young, even though they're led by a veteran floor general. That team is young. They're athletic. Um, uh. Uh, Denver is going to get back Jamal um, Jamal Murray, Murray next year and you know I, if he comes back healthy and everybody let's not forget that well the let's not sleep on the Golden State Warriors even though <laughs> did you see they traded uh, Draymond Green? Yep I saw that and I saw they gave Steph $215 million well I mean hell like that's <laughs> That's a no-brainer. I, right. that, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that you know, right. let's let's make it let's run it back. He's the only thing that kept that damn team afloat. Like, please. But yeah, they traded Draymond Green. Where, I forgot what they traded him to. 76ers. He's gonna be. Uh, he's gonna be behind Joel and B. Oh, girl. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I had the same reaction. Girl, <laughs> I was like, for what? Right. That bar. Why? There wasn't nobody else on the market. I got it. Yeah, basically. Also, uh, one that kind of puzzles me today is Kimber Walker going from Boston to New York, the Knicks. 
I don't know if that puzzles me. I think the Knicks are making some big moves. They're trying to but actually. But does be that relevant. make them elite in the East? Elite, no. Only because the East is so ah. going to be so stacked next year. But they are still headed on an upward trajectory. They're on a good path, which is something we have not been able to say for the Knicks in a very long time. Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that. Um, hey, I, think they have a, I think they have a young base. I don't think there's anything wrong with them bringing in somebody that can, you know, can continue to help develop where they're trying to go. Um, I think they'll make some noise. I frankly think that they could probably sneak into the playoffs around, like, you know, maybe it's six, seven, eighth seed. Um, I, 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 I don't, they're not going to be pushovers any anytime soon. And so, again, like, you know, for the Knicks, like, good for them. Like, it's, it's you know, it's, they finally got something cooking. Um, and I actually am not too, I mean, even though, you know, their owner can, you know, hold hold hands and jump off a bridge but like i you know i'm not i'm not mad at it it would be interesting to see the knicks be good again because they have i haven't seen that since what patrick ewing anthony patrick Davis, ewing and john, what's, the, what's the life can boy um john starks yes yeah <laughs> that was bay honey i remember as a young whippersnapper honey young lady honey that was bay him and Scottie Pippen were my baby dad is honey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought Scottie he had a curly, he had a curly S curl. That was my boo, honey. Scotty uh, Pippen. Oh, okay. That's I all was you. young, bitch. Calm down. I was young. <laughs> don't don't judge me. That is all you. I was a young lady, honey. I was a young lady. Um <laughs> just saying. Um also, um yeah, I just I think that I was gonna say. One more thing that I remembered from this. Oh, um, Trey Young getting a $275 million deal over seven years, which he was due it. Give him credit. Mm-hmm. And the latest, which is also another question um, from Steven, also in Indiana. Will the Clippers keep Kawhi or blow the team up? Um, it's 50, 50 for me. All right. So, um, I think that it's too early for them to blow the team up. So I don't think they will. I think that jobs are on the line. Um, but I don't think, I think he will get the benefit of the doubt because he got injured in the playoffs this year. And okay. so, yeah. And so, so I'll make him come back for another year. Exactly. And so there Got is it. a there's something to point to to say, like, listen, we don't know how this postseason could have ended because, you know, they had to play a whole series without Kawhi. Um, and Kawhi's proven himself because he took a team to the finals, won a championship, and was the uh, finals MVP. So we know he's capable. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I think I, – I don't think that they blow it up this year. I think that they – Give it another run. Um, I've, the, you know, all I've read all kinds of articles and heard all kinds of sports talk about how toxic things are in that Clippers organization. And so, if that 
manifests itself again this year, this coming year, I think they will blow it up. But I don't think that will include Kyle. Uh, yeah, uh, Kawhi. I think I think that they will just you know kind of strip everybody else around. That's caveat being that's assuming Kawhi wants to stay. He said he'll listen to offers. He said he will listen. Yeah. And, you know, he's an odd bird. So he's not the most predictable. Um, so, yeah. But but I do think that we can expect to see Kawhi Leonard and, you know, in that same cast in uh, in L.A. this year in the Clippers. I do. Okay. I mean, I'm with you. It's, he's, the, he's, the, he's the, look, he's the stray cat that doesn't, you know, one minute I'm staying in L.A., the next minute he'll sign with Oklahoma. I'm just giving up. You get what I'm saying? He's that mm-hmm. kind of player to me. You just never know. Whatever way he wakes up and feels that day, and if he doesn't feel like he can do it again in L.A., then he pieces out. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hey, hey <laughs> look, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, no. it's, it's, I think that that is a new era that we live in where there is more player empowerment and they can, you know, kind of make decisions that that they feel are best for them. And so I'm not against it. I just also, I think that, Kawhi is starting to strike me as having he has the goods. You right. know? Like he's got the goods. He just doesn't have the personality. You, you know, know he like he's not he, he, he just he like, likes the je ne sais quoi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, he just doesn't have like he just doesn't have the panache. He doesn't have the char- uh, charisma. And, you know, and I get it. I mean, that's not like, obviously, like, you know, that's not his fault and whatnot. He is who he is. And there's nothing wrong with that. And he's obviously wildly successful. He's going to be fine. But also in the same vein, though, I think that is what, like, he's never going to be the leader of your team. And I think the sooner that people make peace with that better and treat him accordingly, because he's not going to be, he's not going to be your LeBron. He's not going to be your Oh, no, never that. He's no. not gonna, yeah. He's not gonna be like. He's just not gonna be that person. That's not his personality. It's just not who he is. Like he's a loner. He's weird. He's you know stoic. He's quiet. Um, you know he he strikes me as fairly introverted. Like it's he just it, it, it's it's that that's him, and that's fine. It doesn't make him any less valuable. It just means that you need to, as as a, a leader of organization, be honest about who you're dealing with. In Absolutely. I yeah. So that was my that was question number two. But I yeah, I'm with you. I don't think that it'll be. I don't think it'll be too full because everyone thinks he'll be back in L.A. But I don't see. I don't unless he gets a wild hair of his ass. Yeah, like I like I said, I think I think that my honest, I think that because he got injured in the finals, and there's a big question mark about what may have happened. I think that they that they're they're, they're not going to blow it up yet. But I think if all the continued drama and the rumor mill continues, and you know, if they flame out in you know next year, yeah, right. Well, they, then you'll you'll probably see some momentous changes in, in LA Clippers. Yeah. Um, well, you know, free agency has it's con- it's continuing. He is the top free agent still left on the market, so we shall definitely see. Um, mm-hmm. 
So you want to introduce the next one? I think we should go into some something that happened fun this past week. Well, not fun, but it sent shockwaves to college football. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. <laughs> um, and wondering what in the fuck is happening there. <laughs> So you know, I mean, they said it was coming, you know, and and we definitely we 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 kind of touched on the subject in the last episode. Like I said last time, like you know, be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. it. So we're talking, we're discussing, we're talking about uh, it, it apparently being official that University of Texas and Oklahoma University will be officially joining, joining the SEC in 2025, if I'm not mistaken, all right? 2020, they can join as early as next year, except the fine, not the fines, but the fees and the movement and the legal gallery of it, they'll probably wait till 2025. Okay. I don't know why they want to do that, but cool. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, like, you know, it just, I mean, it, I think that in my opinion, and I kind of said this last time, what is, I think, I don't, I don't think Texas is a good fit uh, for the SEC as much as Oklahoma is. Um, I think Texas strikes me as just more of a Pac-12 team. Right. Um, but you know, I mean, like the SEC has always been and shown a proclivity to be more aggressive and committed, um, and and so they they went for it. They shot their shot, and here we are. Um, a couple of things I'm going to be interested to see is what I uh, is is a part of this deal. Is the Longhorn is the Longhorn Network going to continue to be a thing? Because if you recall, that was a big controversy before when they were trying to hold the Big 12 together um, when Colorado and who else left for uh, the Pac-12? It was Colorado and was it Arizona? I think it was Arizona. Or Arizona. I was Arizona. No, because uh, yes, Arizona. Because Arizona, yeah, because I remember that was the big, that was a big controversy because they were kind of pissed that the Big 12 folded and allowed uh, the Longhorn, like the Longhorn Network, like le- allow University of Texas to have their own network just for them. They didn't have to profit share with the rest of uh, the conference, and that was a compromise because they wanted to keep Texas in the in, in the conference. Because I mean, as far as power and influence, you know, Texas and Oklahoma own the Big Twelve. They did. They did very well. <laughs> yeah, you know, they just own it, um, and so. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if if that was a part of the SEC deal. I am almost more than certain that it is not because <laughs> I can guarantee that Alabama, Florida, Georgia, LSU, et cetera, could give a fuck about the Texas Longhorn Network. Girl, the Texas <laughs> Longhorn Network, they don't want that shit. <laughs> the fuck we going to look? I can, hit, I can hit him now. What the fuck we going to do with that? <laughs> That's gonna become like an infomercial channel. <laughs> um, so what I will say is that um, at the very, I think one of the good things I think that comes out of this 
is that I do like the fact that Texas and Texas A&M get to revive their rivalry. I do like that the Red River rivalry between Texas and Oklahoma will continue. Absolutely. And also, if you just take a look at it, I'm going to be curious to see how they make how they divide these divisions. Because I think I, mean, I know they may put Alabama and Oklahoma together, which means LSU will get their shit. I don't think so because you got to look at it. I mean, it's like it's it's East West. So with Texas and Oklahoma, it just pulls it further out west. And right. so if you look at it, it's. It's Oklahoma, Texas, Texas A&M, LSU, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. The East will instinctively have to be Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, South Carolina State, and Florida. You're right. It's gonna yeah. like, Alabama's going to have to go to the East. Oh, Alabama wow. and Auburn. That's what's likely going to happen. Oh, it's about to get messy. It's going to get messy as hell because, like, that's going to get rid of. I mean, like, you know, the 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 epic. Oh, and I forgot Tennessee too, and Tennessee, yeah, and the East. But um, it's going to be interesting because I mean, you know, LSU and Alabama won't be playing every year at that. Point. No, they won't. Which sucks. But we look forward will, to but, that shit, honey. Yeah, but it also will revive an old rivalry between Alabama and Georgia as well. So, oh, yeah, I mean, that's even in the fight song. <laughs> so, I don't, yeah, it, it's 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 interesting. Like, it, it it is interesting. I think that I don't have strong feelings about it. I just feel like uh, I don't know if it makes sense. But at the very least, you know, being an SEC fan, being an Alabama fan, this shit's going to be lit. So as far as I'm concerned, cool, let's do this. I'm here for it. But, <laughs> you know, with the with the recruiting chops that they have and the, the funnel that they will have, I mean, I, yeah, SEC is making them dollars, making it rain, bitch, is all I can say, honey. That they are doing. That's that it. Is. If they are making it rain. But I, I, am, I am interested to see if they will join before the 2025 time frame that they have set for themselves yeah because they were like the feet you know they got the money the alumni has the money we know that um Mm -hmm. but they we have just have to decide whether or not is it worth it and by right it may be because you could probably make that shit up in television and broadcasting and all that shit well i mean if you think about it if they if they go to this and then I think that instinctively what they may do is go to I think they'll eliminate the um the, the uh out of conference schedule. So we'll stop seeing these ridiculous blood games of like, you know, Alabama versus, you know, West Cracker Jack School of Lumber and <laughs> and, and fried chicken or whatever. Right. <laughs> In the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, and so, you know what, if, if it gets us closer to like every weekend, like, oh, Texas and Ole Miss this weekend, LSU and, you know, Texas A&M, right. Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, you know, like it, 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 like it, I think there's potential here to be really big. And what I think is, this is just another step to, I think, what the inevitable of the formation of just three i'm thinking 
super conferences because I don't necessarily think that the Big 12 is going to survive this. Oh, no, they've lost two, and they're trying to figure out to see get off fields who want to join. Well, they'll probably pick up, like, you know, University of Houston is, I think, you know, is a candidate they'll try to pick up. Um, maybe like Tulsa or something. But, I mean, if you look at it, there's nobody really – they're not going to get Nebraska to leave the Big, t- the Big Ten because Nebraska left them to go to the Big Ten. Um, so, I don't – I mean, I honestly don't know who's really out there. They're not going to poach anybody from the Pac-12 or the Big Ten. And so, what's left is to try to find fledgling teams that look like they have potential to take that next step forward out of the Power Five conferences. Exactly. Um, and the only one I can think, I know that Houston is a, an obvious, you know, choice. They're right there and they have a decent, you know, history and whatnot. They've been pretty, they've actually been very good last couple years. Um, so they're a possibility, but it's just like, it's still, it's a commuter school. It clearly does not have nearly the following as, you know, like a Texas or Oklahoma or whatnot. Um, and, yeah, I just don't I like I just don't see it. Like I just don't see them being able to I mean, they they'll survive it, but I think that they will be viewed as another power five conference. Oh yeah. So we just that's you know, that's been the talk of the week. You know, every day they, they discuss it. Um I'm intrigued because of course that does go with realignment and shit like that. So definitely it's it's going to be fun to watch. Um, especially with, you know, recruiting and going on the trail with Nick Saban and trying to outdo Nick Saban and uh, Ed Ogeron and, and uh, Jimbo Fisher, people like that. So it's going to be quite interesting to see. Well, I don't think, I mean, I don't think that's any different than it already is. But, uh, well, but I mean, going into that funnel of the deep SEC South. True, true. Very true. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. I like give me interest to make it. Hey, hey, Oklahoma, you might have to play some defense, girl. <laughs> right? No longer just throwing the ball up and down, bitch. <laughs> Playing pitch and catch. No you longer doing that defense. shit, honey. You might have to play some defense, Because <laughs> these boys ain't playing. Um, yeah, but no, it's, 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 it's going to be interesting. I think there'll be some growing pains. I think that Of course. Will. You know, um, but uh, it's good. Like I said, it's going to be lit. Like it's going to be, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. Oh shit. I forgot about Arkansas too. So, Oh so yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely. Alabama's definitely going to have to get pushed to the East. Like absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be quite interesting to see. And I look, I am here for it. I am definitely here for it. Um, so so let, me, let me tell you, all right, so we, because I'm, I'm supposed to be down here that weekend, right? Even You're though, coming for Decadence Weekend. Right. So That's the weekend before football starts. So talking, no, it starts no, that weekend. Not. It's the same weekend that football starts. So, like, so we got to do... But we got to do some kind of let's let's try to let's let's do some kind of live broadcast or something. Maybe from Asbar, you know, I, we call it Asbar, which is American Sports Saloon. Yay! <laughs> oh, that's what we call it, the Asbar, honey. American Sports Saloon. It'd be fun to do. The Asbar is fun. 
It is a good time. Um, it is. And if we can pull ourselves away from the quarter for a brief moment, that would be fun because you do realize that is decadent. Yeah, French Quarter and Aspar are both in the quarter, but it is also decadence weekend. Uh, right. Well, but I think uh, aren't the games on? Let me see. Aren't. Let's see here. Why is this not coming up? Mm-hmm. Because, okay, here we go. Um, if I'm not mistaken, because isn't because uh, uh, LSU? Who do y'all play? Uh, our first game is against UCLA. Is that going to be in a Rose Bowl? Huh? Is that in a Rose Bowl? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which I'm excited about. No, it'd be fun. That'd be cool. <clears throat> All right, so let's see here. Let's let's check this out because is that not Alabama plays uh um Miami here in Atlanta. So is this the Okay, yeah, so the games are on this Saturday. You're right. <laughs> that part. Bitch, I ain't crazy. Right, because y'all, look, y'all don't play, LSU does not play till 830. And... Yeah, girl, I'm going to have to watch it on my phone. That's like we might have to broadcast from the streets. Um, oh, we'll do that anyway. <laughs> I ain't going to even I might have to broadcast from the street, girl. I, we might uh... be able to catch Alabama. We might not be in the quarter, but, like, uh, Alabama plays Miami at 330. Mm. If Kenny plans to make it through the night, then yes, we will not be in the quarter at three thirty. But, <laughs> but I know how that goes, so I am not children going mm-hmm. to promise that because it is September and New Orleans means all my whore friends are here joining me. <laughs> I eat bitch on the phone, um, including oh, you. Get that, thank you. Oh yeah. <laughs> is this your first decadence? It is in the name of the Father, the Son, and, uh, and all hail Gucci. You will be just fine, bitch. I no, ma'am, not playing with you. Get you a old cot or something to lay down in. <laughs> no, ma'am, no, ma'am. Just let listen, gays. If you want something fun, it is decadence weekend in New Orleans. We have not had it in a year. Um, this will be our year back. I'm pray. I'm pray for my soul, his soul, probably his more than mine. Um, but she, we will not be live broadcasting from any football game. I'm just not gonna sit here and lie to y'all and tell Jesus that lie. Not doing it. Nope, not doing do, it. We gotta do some kind of broad, uh, like live. We will. We, we will. To. But it will not. It will not be from the ass bar. I can tell you that, children. Uh <laughs> I can tell you that it may, and she'll be in less clothes than what she started with. I can tell you that um, she might have well, an Alabama jersey on. She might have an Alabama shirt on, but it might be tied and tucked. And yeah, no, we're not. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It's good. Like Alabama crop. Yeah, you get your crop top or something with some booty pants or something, bitch, and show your support on Saturday. <laughs> but other than that, I, I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you, children. That ain't happening. Uh, bless the Lord, I guess. <laughs> I, I'm not listen. I'm not about to sit in and lie to you. Anyhow, um, 
What else do we have for the night? We had, we had two other listening questions, didn't we? Yes. Oh, sorry. I knew we had two more. Well, let me get to that section of my notes. By the way, the questions have been really good. Yes, they have. And I'm yeah, I am all for it. Amazing. So thank you all so much. Like they're pretty, they really do add something to the show. I really appreciate the it. Add a add a flair, honey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so and that's what we that's what we all you know, we always, like I said earlier in the month, the last two episodes before this, we wanted segments to we to add. You know, we don't we don't want to be stale, but we want to make sure we add things so that you guys get more involved. And this is what we are talking about to be more involved. Um so definitely it is it is a a fun thing. And I think this next question will give us a little bit more in depth on that. Okay. Um, with Carson Wentz, first of all, hello, Jody from Alabama. With Carson Wentz out up to 10 weeks, do we still see him as an elite quarterback? Hmm. Okay. Um, so, Jody, interesting development on that because today they were de- talking about the possibility that uh, the Colts may bring in Nick Foles. <laughs> I heard that today. I did. To take over, I mean, to start in Carson Wentz's place until he comes back. And we've seen this playbook before. <laughs> right. We know how this story ends. We do. And so, you know, I know there was like, you know, they made a lot of jokes on Get Up this morning about it and uh, all this jazz, but it can't be understated that I don't know any human being that can watch this situation unfold in front of them again and be okay (laughs) and just be cool. Um, Right. Like considering that, yeah, you have a ring because your backup won it for you and the same guy's coming back. Um, That being said, I think that Carson Wentz falls into that same category, Um, similar to a Kauai, as we discussed earlier. He's got the goods. I just don't think he's got it going on upstairs because he's wildly inconsistent. And he, you know, he gets, I guess, what they call the yips. Um, and if we don't think if they bring in Nick Foles, he's gonna, he's going to struggle to get into a rhythm uh-huh. or figure things out, then, yeah, like, that's just kind of foolish. And But the overarching thing is to answer your question more succinctly. I think that the harsh reality, and I hate it for this man, young man, honestly, I really do, but he will never be an elite quarterback because he can't count on him to be available. That has been his Achilles heel for the longest. He had one season where he was show flashes of brilliance. It was eight games, six or eight games where there was talk of Carson Wentz, the MVP and et cetera, blah, blah, blah. And then he got hurt. And then, you know, after that, you know, we've seen this like this, 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 this cycle of the same thing happening over and over and over again without the production and the brings that he showed in that one stretch that he had. And in that one stretch that he had, he got paid. And mm-hmm. so he crippled the team in the same vein. 
So no, I don't. I don't think that he's gonna. I don't. I, I don't think that he was gonna be an elite quarterback before he got injured. To be honest with you, I think this is just one of those situations where it was, frankly, kind of inevitable. I just thought he'd at least make it to the season. Um, <laughs> but, at least um, start, and and we hope that it's like they say five to ten weeks. I'm hoping that it's at least maybe. I saw ten to twelve weeks. That's what I saw. No, oh, that's not gonna go over so well because he has surgery. Yeah, but I mean, well, I listen. Carson Wentz has been a downtrodden. He's not been that great from the jump. So, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not particularly a fan, but we'll just go with that. Well, I said like he had, like I said he had that one season, he had the MVP talk, they paid him and then like shit just kind of spiraled since. And so I think that, you know, his DNA is what it is, and it's just it's such a weird thing uh that I it's just so unexplainable how some people just have that injury bug. And to be fair, Carson Wentz can be reckless. Like, mm-hmm. That was a big part of the reason why he got injured that season when he, he was an MVP candidate because he kept trying to run the ball and he like ended up like tearing his MCL, diving for the end zone and whatnot. Um, but, you know, it is just is what it is. It's just like you just have to recognize those people are who they are. Um, and a big part of greatness, eliteness is being available. Um, and he's just, you can't trust him to be that person. So no, not, not. And I don't foresee it. Um, I just don't foresee. I mean, Frank Wright is a great coach. You know, he was a successful quarterback, but I just don't see that. It was a new system, a fresh start, but I just, I don't know. I, I just wanted to see the beliefs. I mean, I don't. It's nothing. It's. it's I mean, like, it's. It's not a situation of, of Cedar Blaze. He took a shot, and I don't even think it was a bad move, especially considering that he'd had success with Carson Wentz in the past. Exactly. So, you know, so I don't. I honestly don't think it was a bad move. I don't think this would be something that will come back on him. Um, but you know, I mean, they they do have a stout running game. And who knows? I mean, Nick Foles is like he's had the secret sauce before. They are a solid offensive team. They have a good offensive line. They have a solid running game. Their defense improved a lot last year, and I think they put some pieces in, um, in together to strip that up this year. So, exactly. You know, and then if you look at the division, um, you know, it's not particularly strong because, I mean, Nick, we still don't know what the hell's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. And I mean, you know, the Titans aren't a, they're a run first team throw later, even though like, you know, Ryan Tannehill is still, and he's shown he's a very capable quarterback, but that's just, they're, they're not going to blow anybody's doors off. Right no, they're not going to blow anybody away. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I like, I, I hate it for him. I got honestly, like I honestly secretly was kind of hoping this would like work out work out because one thing I can't say I can tell about the young man is that I keep calling him young. I don't even know how the fuck old he is. But like <laughs> but like I can tell he's hardworking. Um but elite quarterback, you know, he is not and I don't think he ever will be. And I think that the But he wants the, this. He wants it, but I think, you know, I mean the, the experiment is out. You can't trust him to be available. And so that's just it just is what it is. Well that I, I am in total agreement with you. Um, our fourth and final question, um, 
Shannon from Seattle uh, is very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. We've been talking about this person for a few weeks. Um, we've hailed him as the shade queen of the best of them all. Um, okay. But what do we think of his it is what it is statement? And we all know that we had a press conference when he returned to training camp. And his statement was, at this point, it is what it is. Hmm. And I know what he means by that. You know, he's going to, I fully believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to go out there and give 150% on his final ride in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Will it be enough? Or if he feels like they're going to tank, he's just going to be like, fuck it, I'm good. I do believe the is what it is statement feels to believe to me it was, I'm here. You wanted me here. I'm here. They brought Randall Cobb back. <clears throat> um, try to give him a piece or two to see what happens. But at this point in my mind, that statement just seems to me of, eh, I'm here. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to give you what I get. I'm going to give you Aaron Rodgers. But after this, don't expect nothing else. I think I, I, I agree and slightly disagree with you. I think his it is what it is comment is acknowledging the harsh reality of the situation that he was in because the Packers held all of the leverage right the only way that he was going to be able to force his way out of green bay this season was if he was willing to just sit out not show up and lose a lot of money um and because he did not have any he did not have any trade clause agreements or anything of that nature and they had no incentive to trade him away um so I think that behind the scenes, there was a lot of groveling and a lot of begging. And I also think that, that, that Aaron Rodgers did the reasonable thing, in my opinion, and just kind of looked at the situation and was like, listen, you know, is the juice worth the squeeze? I think, I think he made his point <laughs> emphatically. <laughs> well, I mean, He's. I mean, he is our reigning. He's our reigning and undisputed queen of shades. So I mean, right, within itself, yeah, he's made his point. Um, but I think that you know, just realistically, I think that he has enough professionals, accountants, lawyers, you know, agents around him that set him down and said, "All right, look, you know, I think we won this. We've won the." the court of 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 of, uh, of public opinion outside of green bay of course and but this is the realistic cost of what it would take to force your way out of green bay this year and it will require him to retire or 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 sit out the entire season and take whatever consequences that come with that so do I think that he is good? He's a competitor and he's, you know, he's, he's Aaron Rodgers. So of course he's going to show up. He's going to do the best that he can and he's going to play his hardest and he's going to make a, try to make a run of it or whatever the case may be. But I think that the, you know, the, you know, the, the, the idea of them like keeping him around, he's just running out the clock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's throwing them deuces a second that he can without, without significant like you know the sacrifice of his own personal well-being um the round of cop was a very half-assed attempt to pander to him because it was a stupid i think so too i think so too it was dumb round of cop is a hundred years old in in football years (laughs) 
He's already he's already injury prone. Like none of that made sense whatsoever. They should have did that years ago when he begged them not to trade him in the first place. Um, but uh, so I mean, frankly, let's just look at this realistically. Um, in his division, he's got Jared Goff in Detroit, and Detroit will Detroit. <laughs> the Lions, the Lions are going to be the Lions. Uh-huh. Um, the Bears don't know what the fuck they're doing because they get to either choose between you know, you know, a rookie who you know, uh, people say are is promising, but he's still a rookie. You know, it is it is what it is. Or fucking uh, Blake Bortles. Yes, who is yeah. now? Or, or Blake Bortles. Like I, I don't think I even need to say anything further than like silence. You silent. You 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 signed. Blake Bortles. <laughs> that part. <laughs> so yeah, and um, and, you know, and you still got Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. So it's like you know, all right. Um, so, yeah, that 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 there is a d- catastrophe in itself, honey. If there was, if there was a definition. Like if I open up the dictionary and I looked up the word mediocre, it'd be a, a picture of Kirk Cousins. Not mediocre. I mean, I agree, but I said what I said. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> it'd be a picture oh. of goddamn Kirk Cousins. So if you just take an objective look at the division, division is not very strong. The teams, no, are either, it's not. the teams are either rebuilding or they're just not very good, i.e. Detroit. Um, and so, yeah, they'll probably win the division. They'll go to the playoffs. I don't think that they'll go very very far in the playoffs. And I think that we'll start this all over again next year. Mm-hmm. And he's just lucky that they – I mean, they, no, I changed that. He's not lucky. They are lucky that they're in a weak division because at least people will be happy that they're winning. But – their schedule is pretty brutal, too. Who, Green Bay's? Mm-hmm. Yes. I was reading about so that we will be day. seeing we will be seeing Green Bay here in New Orleans, first game of the season. Right. 4.30. 4.30. You know what? And another fucking thing. You know what? We on this subject. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I have to ask. Maybe you can explain this to me, sis, as, as my resident you know, avid Saints fan. What the fuck is up with this love affair with Taysom Hill? Um, that's a Sean Payton thing. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. It's a. I think Taysom Hill is built like a shit brick house because he fine as the fuck. Um, but, but that's fine. His finest won't get the ball down the field. Yeah, I don't. I've heard through the grapevine and through practices, and you know, we get their training camp right now. So, we, of course, the news covers them. That's their sports right there. Um, Taysom Hill is getting a lot of the first team reps. Uh, I don't know. I do I not mean, know. But all right. So, but the other alternative is Jameis Wilson. So, I mean, come on. Very, very true. But still, uh, Jameis Winston can get the ball down the field. Um, will he work better in a plan for Sean Payton? Possibly. But um, the jackknife, the Swiss Army knife, as they call him here in New Orleans, it's a, 
it's a love hate because he went three and one. He can do all of the running when we need in the pocket, you know, the pocket collapses and shit of that nature. He can do those things. And I think New Orleans, as well as the Saints organization, feels that if he has a full year, no longer being when I say not under the tutelage of Drew Brees, because Drew Brees ain't there. So it's a full year of him being number one. We're getting all the information. It's just him, Jameis Winston and uh, Ian Book in, in the room. I'm still instilling it, and that's what it is. And I think that who in the fuck knows? Do I think he's an NFL quarterback? Probably not. Um, but at this moment in time, Champagne's going to try. <clears throat> how much he's you going bet, to try? How much do you bet that Ian Book is going to be under center before the uh, under center for the end of the year? Him or Ian Book? No, I'm telling you. I'm asking you. Like, how much do you bet Ian Book is going to be under center for the end of the year? I would say $50 because it's probably going it, to – it's a 50-50 chance depending on how Taysom Hill does or Jameis Winston. It's a toss-up. Mm. It's a toss-up to me. If I'm a betting man, I think by the end of the year, Ian Book is going to be under center for the Saints. Because uh, I, I, I don't see – I don't see. I, I just. I just don't. I don't see it. Like uh, there's like, a plan for Sean Payton. There's a plan somewhere, bitch. That's true. You know what? Maybe he'll come out with some kind of newfangled offense that we ain't never seen before. It's possible because I mean, Taysom Hill is a playmaker. Don't get me wrong. Um, I just don't think he's an NFL quarterback. And a God forsaken, if I have to see goddamn Jason Jameis Winston, right? That part. <laughs> that part. God forbid I have to see that crazy bitch. Like, <laughs> I'm <laughs> you bitch, you know I know better than anybody. Oh, so, God. yeah, I, I'm. We're hoping that you know preseason is coming around in a week. Yeah, it starts in a week. Yeah, it starts uh, this weekend. I think. Yeah. No, next weekend. Next weekend. Wait, when does the All Star game start? I mean. No, it starts. It starts August fourteenth. It starts next weekend. No, bitch. The Hall of Fame game is tomorrow. Oh, the Hall of Fame game. Oh, okay. Okay. The Hall of Fame game is tomorrow. It's the Cowboys and the Steelers. <laughs> you know who won't be playing? Huh? Dak Prescott. You so bad. A little bit. A little bit. I could have told you that. You know, it's like I know I know our humble little show, but it's just like you know, if we could just kind of like, if if Jerry could just hear me now and just know that I told him last year, I told him, I was like, listen, I know everybody likes Dak. I think that he's a, I'm sure he's a wonderful young man. I really do. However, like, come on, y'all, like, look at this, look at this for real. <laughs> So now he's injured his throwing shoulder. And you talking about, and you know, they're keeping a real close to festival. Well, you know, we're just going to see how it feels. Just rest him to the start of the season. Like, all right. Good luck with that. You know what? I'm going to watch it just to be on sheer principle alone. Listen, nine and seven. Let's go ahead and move on. <laughs> well, all right, children. Um, <laughs> with that being said, that does kind of end our fan questions for the night. Uh, keep them coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are fun. They we will um, as we know that we are about less. We're about thirty five, forty days away from the beginning of the NFL regular season. 
<clears throat> we're about three weeks away from college football season. So I say in the next two episodes, you know what time that is, baby. Mm-hmm. It is football, football, and more football. And there'll be plenty of football. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're probably a football show. Let's just be honest. But, you know, yeah. it's, I'm, it, it's, I'm excited. I'm happy for football season to be back. And uh, Get this show be, on the road, honey. Yeah, yes. And let's see some real college football, hopefully. You know, Delta Berry. Not this big game shit. <laughs> <laughs> You know that's the bullshit. That's the bullshit. Right. <clears throat> so, um, I think that includes our hits for the night, which they've been good, you know, NBA free agency. Um, no, it's so fine. It was. It, it, I, you know, we do our shit, honey. I mean. um, mm-hmm. So, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we will get to the end of our episode with, like I said, always I state this to you because it is always my favorite. Besides my baby daddies of the week, um, this week I had women in there. Bitch, I'm doing something. That don't mean I'm straight. I just like what she did, honey. Just let me get that straight. But You're I don't think no one will ever mistake me for being a... Uh, look, I don't think no one will ever mistake me for being a straight man. So y'all go with that, honey. I mean, maybe if you stood still and didn't move and like, you know... <laughs> didn't blink. <laughs> Bitch, even my, even my blinks are home all the time. And I'm just do Look, and this red dress I'm about to put on for red dress run. I'm going to show you something. Um, anyhow, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for my favorite segment of the night. Um, ladies and gentlemen, boys, gays, and in between Kenny's rant. Yeah. So, you know, I already kind of like, I, I kind of touched on the Simone Biles thing, but I felt like that had been addressed already. And that was the, you know, the obvious place to go, but I did want to discuss a little bit about Laurel Hubbard. And for people who don't know, Laurel Hubbard was the one of the first transgender women to compete in a women's sport. She competed in Olympic weightlifting um, for New Zealand. Right. Um, I think on Monday was was her first. I think she I think she didn't make it past the preliminaries. So she so she competed on Monday. Um, and I just wanted to address the, it's not that, so let me back up. I want to address people's inability to have nuanced discussions because I have to say, and I have to be honest when I say, and I like, you know, this may be a bit controversial, but you know, we didn't come on here to be, to, to be fearful, um, is that objectively, once I started to really look at the situation and whatnot, there is a bit of unfairness involved when it comes to especially that sport. However, we can't have these discussions to come up with a solution that respects human dignity and self-respect because the issue that I have is that even though I don't necessarily agree it was the most fair thing to let Laurel compete in that particular sport, that also does not disqualify her from being respected and understood as a human being. 
Um, and so what I mean by that is very simply this. Once you take a look at the research and what um, the Olympic, uh, um, the uh, I forget what the name of the governing body is because I, I, I dig Olympic weightlifting. Um, so it's something that I do follow. But they came out with these rules as far as what are the parameters for allowing a transgender woman to compete um, in in the women's category for Olympic weightlifting. And one of the things they had to say was there is a certain amount of uh, testosterone that you had to be under for over 12 months to be eligible to uh, um, to compete. Uh huh. Well, what I what what has come to be discovered is while there is a certain amount that they have to be below that threshold that they established would still be on the same level as like the most elite, elite, elite female that has (laughs) that is that is like at the at the top spectrum of what a uh, a, a female could produce and but being a world class athlete in diet training sleep et cetera et cetera et cetera and the amount that they allow for a transgender woman was six times more than that um and so objectively looking at it i am able to take a step back and see that like, okay, there may be some unfairness involved in this. Um, And if you look at it, Larelle Hubbard, before she transitioned, was still an Olympic weightlifter and she was very mediocre to a poor one. And then she transitioned. And then the year that she came back, she was one of the, the, the best in the world. I think she was number two in the world championships last year. And she just happened to get beat by a uh, a U.S. woman uh, weightlifter named Sarah Robles. So I guess uh, my rant is very simply, I am tired of dealing with people only dealing with low-hanging fruit. Let's be able to be nuanced and have conversations and deal with things objectively without having to to attack a human being's dignity and self-respect. Because though I may not think it was the fairest thing for her to be able to compete in that, in that division, given the things that I've learned objectively, I don't think that disqualifies her from being treated with dignity and respect and discussion. And the fact of the matter is like, yeah, she, she didn't even bother to qualify. She didn't even qualify or whatnot, but I can only imagine the shit storm that would have happened. Had she did qualify or let alone let that bitch have won. (laughs) It would have been a hot mess. And I frankly would have celebrated her. I really would have. And I mean that sincerely, regardless of like, you know, that I do understand and see the objective science and everything that has been researched and whatnot that people have been putting out there. I get it. But I still 
people that celebrated her and supported her. Um, and I just don't think that that is too difficult to be able to have an objective and nuanced eye and just like look at things and uh, but but more importantly just respect people because they're human beings she's a human being period that's it because had it been somebody else they would have wanted the exact same respect exactly exactly it's like i just want to say like we're so hard to understand like you know she's a human being she may be different from you but she's still a human and that's it at the end of the day, the whole point of the Olympics is supposed to bring people together and inspire oh, unity. We're not talking about America. We're all talking about the right. United States. And it's not just American. It's like, no, this is like this has been like a thing. I mean, it's been like a it's it's been like a thing. It, it really has. And it's like, so the issue I have is that, like, you know, there just let's talk about it. And Find out a solution, but don't give me this blanket like hate and vitriol because I like I can't I can't get behind that. I just can't. I don't care. Like I just don't. So that was one of my somber rants, but I've been really th- I've, I've thought long and hard about that because it's been something that I've followed for a couple of weeks now, being a fan of Olympic weightlifting and just trying to trying to wade through the information and, mm-hmm. and, and, and get an understanding of exactly what was happening. Um, and I think I just, I've just landed on a place of, yeah, I think more discussions and research needs to be had, needs to be had, but at the end of the day, she deserves all the respect and love and dignity and I'm happy for her and I'm happy for the accomplishments that she had. And I am frankly a little relieved that she didn't win or place, and that's sad. And the reason being is because I just couldn't imagine, I just don't like the hate and vitriol that would come from if she had. It just would have been overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And that's sad, and that's my problem. Well, we do live in a world where, you know, our choices sometimes follow us where they go unfortunately but keep pushing and keep striving because that's what we know how to do Uh, Mm -hmm. especially in our community nonetheless Uh, Mm -hmm. so i i definitely of course had not heard about her but i knew there were some rumblings Uh, which more importantly just a real quick Funny note: The athletic owe me sixty dollars. I forgot to cancel my year membership. They owe me sixty dollars. Um, but I, I, those people in the email almost got cussed out. But I said no. I digress. I do read the athletic a lot on my phone. So with that said, anyway, um, they are one of the last like true sports journalists out there. So they are. So that's why I was like, you know what, they argue. Um, but y'all could have told a bitch when it was getting close to time. No, y'all just died. So, sixty dollars, bitch, you anyhow. I couldn't get a warning. Like, yeah, shit. Y'all could have cut us in a, a, a notification or something. No, not you, bitches. Hank <laughs> Whitney show told it to me. You lucky I ain't disputed. I won't be a bitch, but oh well. <laughs> um, guy, I thought that was the club or something, bitch. I said, no, bitch, I spent no sixty dollars. Could have got me, girl. But anyhow, ladies, boys, gays, and all things in between, we have concluded another fabulous, and I do mean fabulous, episode of Who That Rises Up. Um, 
my, excuse me, myself and my good sister um, are back on track. Send your questions in. Um, we are coming to a point to where we are getting close to, um, I would say the end of season two, but of course season three would be our football startup as we did with season one. Mm -hmm. uh, so definitely we want to get our ending of, uh, I know we were supposed to have a guest on last week. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to be on the show. So unfortunately we didn't, but hopefully we can get Matt back on. I know he had some, some good things to talk about as mid season baseball. Um, as we're getting close to the end of that October's rolling around. Um, and free agency. So hopefully we'll get him back on the show next week, get him, get him, get his take on what's going on in the MLB um, and go with that. Cause it's almost time for football, bitch. And I don't care what nobody says that rules this show, honey. Mm -hmm. um, so on behalf of my sister and I, please find us on Instagram at who that, who underscore that underscore rises underscore up um, and Facebook, Kenny and Glenn, who that rises up. Um, Send your messages, your concerns, your complaints. I actually delete your complaints, so nothing ever matters to me. Um, I'm just a gay girl that just does not do complaints, and I'm the only bitch that's allowed to complain. Um, we're more interested in your questions and your comments. Yeah, we're more interested in your questions and your ideas. Just so engage uh, with us. Like, yeah, let's talk sports. Let's do it. Um, if you want to talk be gay, too, you can do that, too. Um, but definitely. Fun. Do what? That's always fun. Yeah, just be gay. That's that's what we're here yeah. for. You know, gay like gay. but yeah, let's do it. So definitely <laughs> do that. But on behalf of myself and my good sister Kenny Ray, um, remember everybody, sports is for everyone, including you. Good night, everybody. Good night. Love, love, love.